Today we are discussing Shelter, yes y'all, season one, episode two titled, Catch Me If You Can. Y'all, this show has definitely caught my attention, okay? Very excited to see what this episode is about. Shout out to Toya, that is my ace, okay? One of them anyway. So she called me the other day and... (laughs) A 15-minute discussion about a show and her reading the audiobook turned into a two-hour conversation. Okay, so shout out to her. She did tell me some very um, drastic differences between the book and, well, somewhere in between minimal and drastic. (laughs) Um, Differences between the audiobook and the show that we are watching, but she did say that the show is way more appealing to us as an audience. So we might pop into those once I get finished with this episode. It is late, y'all, and I am Mama Mo at this point. So if y'all hear my dryer going in the background, yes, it seems like I do laundry every day, y'all. I swear. But it's there. I'm sorry. (laughs) It has to get done. So let's get into the synopsis and then we'll get into the episode. So the synopsis for this one is the investigation into Ashley's disappearance leads the gang to a dangerous man. As Mickey reunites with his mom, Shira bumps into an old friend and in a town filled with secrets that people would kill to keep buried. What is Mrs. Friedman, Mickey's history teacher, hiding? questions y'all are y'all ready all right let's get into it so we start the episode off right where we left off with the last one sort of kind of and that is uh mickey and spoon they are sitting in county lockup that's right they were arrested um because they thought that that was ashley at ashley's house but it turns out Mrs. Kent doesn't even know it, Ashley. And to make it worse, she doesn't even have a daughter. (laughs) So they're talking about the person that was actually on the gurney. And just like I thought it was, they do confirm that it was a man. His name was Lawrence Kent. And apparently he is some sort of doctor. Okay. So they go through all of these different theories to try to see what the connection is between Ashley and the Kents maybe that's her dad and then Mickey was like no because we remember that Ashley had told Mickey that her dad died four years ago so definitely not her dad maybe an uncle not sure okay so then they start talking about Mrs. Ken and how she didn't have a daughter. So maybe it was a case of mistaken identities. Maybe it was some cloning going on. I don't know. Okay. The possibilities are endless at this point. So then Mickey apologizes to Spoon for getting him involved in this. And he was like, look, okay, I, I'm riding with you till the wheels fall off. I'm practicing free will at this point. 
It's my option and I choose to stay in. And besides, Ashley needs us, right? But uh, I do want to go ahead and throw out this little disclaimer. When my dad gets here, he might literally kill me, okay? Um, which I was like, really? Because y'all remember in the first episode, his dad was like all perky when Spoon went to go introduce himself to Mickey. So I was like, nah, not his dad, right? Yeah, right. So when his dad come knocking on the door, he was like, where's that little shit? <laughs> That's what he called Spoon, y'all. Hopefully, he is not putting his hands on him like that. But Spoon was like, oh, man, he's going to take my switch. <laughs> y'all, you sound like me when I was a kid. <laughs> we didn't get whoopers. We just had the game systems taken away. So... He tries to explain to his dad, but he was like, I don't even want to hear it, bro. So, both of them end up getting out because here comes Shira as well. And so, Mickey's trying to tell her what's going on, but as they're walking out, uh, well, before we get to that part, she ends up running into Ken, okay? And so, Ken was like, damn, girl, I'm going to have to get you a, a parking space permit up in here or something. And she was like, oh, you know, I'm pretty sure you arrested him again just to, just to see me. Don't flatter yourself, baby, okay? <laughs> Which I'm pretty sure he was excited to see her, but that was not the reason, okay? So, he, I guess he ends up filling her in on what was happening. Um, and then as she's walking out, she bumps into Hannah. And at first it was giving me like, oh, hey, girl, we know you Ken's husband because you said that you was bringing him dinner up here, but... Mm, what's going on here because it's giving me that y'all were friends and it does it is confirmed that they were high school best friends besties but something must have happened and i'm thinking that it probably involved kenneth okay so we'll see i'm pretty sure hopefully we'll get some history on that as the show goes on and so they get outside and Sherry's like, hey, you know, so this little bi-weekly arrest thing that you have going on here, you know, that's not a good look. I don't have the money to keep bailing you out. And besides, it's not going to be good because your mom's going to get ready to come home. Okay, and I'm sure she wants to see you. And so Mickey was like, she's coming home. Yes, she's coming home the day after tomorrow. So you may want to reconsider this little thing that you got going on. Okay, so... She ends up asking him why he even went there again. And so he was like, I thought I was going to a friend's house. What friend? He said, <laughs> he do not know how to lie. So he says that, you know, it was the wrong address or whatever. She don't dive into it because he says that he don't want to talk about it no more. I mean, I get that you're growing up, but... I'm the one that determines when this conversation is over. But in this case, Mickey shuts it down. Meanwhile, Ema is over there in the bathroom still. Y'all, she is trying to scrub off that butterfly that's on her uh, shoulder blade. Okay, she keeps scrubbing, scrubbing, scrubbing. It is not coming off. Now, I don't know if those other ones, they must have been like temporary tattoos because she was rubbing those off too and they came off. But that butterfly is not. So, what is Ema hiding? Or what was she involved in? 
So Troy is on the phone with Rachel, and he's telling her about him playing basketball at some school. And although they had a sick game, the food there was god-awful. <laughs> okay. And so as he's telling her this story, she's half-heartedly paying attention because guess what? She's very distracted by what's going on outside her house. Okay. She's got a gun, and I'm going to assume that this is the same gun that maybe was in that backpack. Now, I thought that that was Ashley's backpack, but it turns out that it might be Rachel's. Okay. So... She's got this gun sitting on the table. She's half-heartedly heartedly listening to Troy. Troy is like, girl, are you listening to me? She hears a noise. She gets up, starts walking around with this gun. And she's holding it like she know how to use it. Okay? She looks outside. And he's like, are you paying attention to me? Yes. Sloppy Joe's game. It was trash. Okay? Mm, I gotta go. So she gets off the phone with them. She looks outside again. She doesn't see anybody, but we notice that her gate to her house is open. We're going to leave that there, y'all. Somebody's after Rachel. So then um, we go back to the other kids, Mickey, Ema, and Spoon. They are walking through the hallways, and they're talking about their game plan, okay? So it turns out that they do feel like the Kents are somehow related to what happened to Ashley. Maybe there was a case of mistaken identity upon whoever's part it is that made Ashley go missing, and they ended up hurting Dr. Kent. Either way, Dr. Kent is at the hospital, so they decide to try to go question him after school. Okay, great, okay? Um, Spoon has a funny story that he went there once because of one of his babysitter's parakeets. The lady was sweet, but the parakeet, mm, he hated that damn bird. So, <laughs> so they decide to do that after school. Um, Ema is acting kind of on the suspicious anxious side because we know again that this tattoo is still on her back and maybe she doesn't remember what happened or how she got it but clearly there is some type of connection there so mickey looks like he's gonna get ready to walk past mrs freeman's classroom but he doubles back to her and he steps in oh prior to that y'all sorry they end up walking into like the hallway and they see this poster for Dylan Shakes. There are, I don't know if these are obits or just like uh, poster flyers that people are passing around. It may be the anniversary of the day that he went missing after the baseball game. I'm not sure. Okay. But Mickey grabs one of these. So then he um, talks to Mrs. Friedman about Ashley's disappearance. Well, he said that he had a friend that went missing. She named Ashley specifically. And he said, yeah, okay, how'd you know? And so she ends up telling him that she received an email about Ashley being withdrawn from school that morning. And so he was like, who sent it? Like, from whom? And she says, from the school, silly, but she doesn't name any names specifically. And so she says, well, you know, since nobody was named in it, I assume that it's probably a private matter if she hasn't been, you know, in contact with you. So basically let sleeping dogs lie and leave it alone. So he goes to find his seat and she opens up her laptop again because she was looking at it before he came in. So she opens it back up and she's reading this email from unsettling teacher who we find out his name is actually Mr. Uh, v, okay, Vollmer, and he is resigning. But we know that he got shot right in the forehead 
in the last episode. So he, he resigned permanently from life. Okay. <laughs> so I'm sure that she's nervous about everything that's happening as well. So Ema and Spoon are in art class with Troy and they are all drawing like this bowl of fruit and Ema's drawing is actually very good y'all although it's kind of dark <laughs> it is very good like she drew like little faces inside the grapes she's got a skull like inside the apple like it's amazing okay and so the girl that's sitting next to her is looking at her like she's kind of crazy <laughs> scary she should probably be a little on the concerned side, okay? Don't don't even make eye contact, girl. So, Emma is drawing. Spoon gets a notification on his phone. He sends a message to Emma, and he ends up getting her um, attention. And she looks at her phone with the information about Ashley withdrawing from school that day. And so, she was like, what the F? Okay, yeah, exactly. So just then we see Troy texting Rachel. Rachel is in class with Mickey. And Troy is wondering, are they going to go for a burger run later on tonight? She looks at it, rolls her eyes, and doesn't even respond, honey. She put it back down. It, it's giving me like Rachel probably isn't as interested in Troy as he believes she is. <laughs> <laughs> and I do feel like maybe Rachel is a lot brighter than she seems because next thing we know, Mrs. Friedman is saying how they are going to be doing like a group project where they have to pair up with somebody else. And so as soon as <laughs> Buck hears this news, y'all remember Buck is Troy's friend. He hurries up and runs to Ray Ray as he calls Rachel but Rachel was like hey so you look smart do you want to be my partner talking to Mickey and so he's kind of shocked that she wants him to be her partner I mean they did just meet the other day and so he was like yeah cool it's, it's cool but um I do have a question for you Ashley the girl that was going out for cheer um yeah she's went missing she actually withdrew from school and I haven't been I haven't heard from her Okay, and so she's like, well, maybe we scared her off. Now, don't y'all find that suspicious? Like, what kind of response is this? Uh, Rachel knows way more than what she's letting on. So she ends up sitting back down and she looks very suspicious. Okay, so after class is over, Buck runs into Troy and was like, hey, you need to keep an eye on your girl. Because, I mean, Mickey, I wanted her to partner with me, but she ended up partnering with the new dude. And he was like, yeah, that's because you're dumb, bro. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, I, I scored near perfect on the PSAT. How? Okay, are you doing the cheating scandal too? <laughs> I mean, you do look like you come from privilege, so I'm just saying. So, Rachel ends up running into Troy in the hallway. He was like, hey, so are we still on for tonight? And she was like, yeah, no, I'm super busy tonight. I got too much homework. Okay, Troy. So maybe there is a little bit more to this than you thought. So at the hospital, Mickey Spoon and Ema are there just kind of looking into Mr. Dr. Kent's room. Excuse me. I was about to say Mr. Kent. Put some respect on his name. So they're looking into Dr. Kent's room and they're wondering just how somebody could beat him so brutally. Y'all, he was messed up. Okay. And he's on a ventilator. So he just a, a few steps away from talking to God. So, 
Mrs. Kent comes and she's like, oh man, y'all again? Like, y'all gonna have to hurry up and get up out of here. Do I need to call security? And so they were finna get ready to leave, but y'all know Mickey had to say something. And I probably would have to. So he ends up asking her about Ashley and, you know, if there's any type of connection that she knows. And so she was like, you know what? Um, I'm gonna tell y'all like I told the cops, okay? And then after I tell y'all this, y'all need to get the hell up out of here. So... She ends up telling them that the man that attacked her husband, he had a tattoo on his face of an octopus. And when she said that, y'all should have seen the look on Emma's face. It seems like she had a moment of discovery, but I'm not sure she wants to share with the group just yet. So, unsettling teacher has been bagged up and he has been rolled over into an unmarked grave in a corner of bad lady's yard okay so then we see mickey he's at the house and he's just kind of thinking things through he happens to look up and he notices the the baseball hat on one of the trophies he makes the connection that that's the same hat that he saw in the flyer for dylan shakes and i'm just like okay maybe they were friends okay Maybe they played on the same team. I probably should have wrote this part out because, I mean, I knew that, right? <laughs> I should be in the writer's room. So he goes upstairs. He asks Shira, who happens to be going through a yearbook, and we see that, yes, her and Ken were together in high school. They were actually the superlative for best couple. And not only did she win that superlative, but she also won the superlative of best friends with her and Hannah. Mm. Okay, girl. Yeah, it's definitely giving me backstabber. So, he runs upstairs. He asks Shira what's happening with this uh, baseball hat. She says, hey, so, yeah, your dad and Dylan played on the same team. You never told me that. She definitely did. Um, but if he doesn't remember, then here you go. So, she actually gives him a picture and says that, his dad and Dylan are actually standing right next to each other in the picture, okay? And so he was like, dang, my dad never told me this. I would have remembered that. And she was like, we all have our secrets. Well, obviously not the two of them. They must have been really close. And so, you know, he just thinks that it's weird that his dad never told him that his best friend went missing. And then come to find out that Dad got bullied into going into Bat Lady's house a few weeks after Dylan disappeared. Are we seeing the same thing happen with him and Ashley? Not to say that they were like best friends right off beat, but I mean, they were making plans and they probably could have been good friends. Anyway, we'll see. So as he goes back downstairs, Ema comes knocking on his window. Apparently, she likes to go on walks at midnight, especially when she can't sleep. So, she checks on him and says, hey, you know, I, I know about your dad, but I haven't heard anything about your mom. You don't really talk about her. Are you okay? Is she okay? And so, he says, yes, that he's okay and that she's okay, but she's been in a behavioral unit for her depression. She's been battling depression quite a lot, okay? Actually, this started around the time when she was a teenager. She was actually a teenage tennis pro. And so because, you know, usually with kid stars, a lot of that stuff goes to their head, the money, the drugs, the fame, 
all of these folks, you know, trying to take advantage of them, it does something to them. So she decided to retire from tennis and he ends up revealing her name and is somebody that Ema knows, okay? She's very revered in the tennis game. And so he says, yeah, I mean, she retired, but that was one of the reasons for it. The other reason was for my dad. Okay, yeah, we can stop that conversation right now. So then he ends up asking her about her mom and she was like, uh, it's, is she all right? That's all he get after he done spill his guts to you, girl? Yeah, okay. So it looks like she wants to tell him about the butterfly on her shoulder. And then when she's getting ready to, Mickey happens to look over and see the guy, the bald-headed secret spy agent, y'all. He's wearing sunglasses at night, okay? That's his favorite theme song. So he looks over, clocks him, and he tells Ema that dude has been watching them. He gives chase, okay? I can't believe that Mickey was able to catch up to the Secret Service dude. Maybe his suit was a little too tight. <laughs> but anyway, Mickey catches up to him. He jumps on the hood of the car, y'all. He drives for a second, ends up throwing Mickey off of it after he breaks. He runs up to the window and was like, hey, so don't tell nobody that me and you spoke, okay? If you tell your friend that we spoke, she gonna die. And so then he says, wait a minute, before you do that, like, bad lady told me that my dad was still alive. Is that true? And so he ended up saying something else that was meaningful to Mickey. I can't remember, y'all. But he was like, damn, she shouldn't have said that and rolled the window up. And so he was like, what you mean? It might mean that if Brad was still alive, maybe this definitely cut his chances in half. Damn, bad lady. So Mickey and Eam are talking. They're back at Mickey's house and she's asking him, does he believe what bad lady told him? And he says, you know, despite him literally seeing his father die, which I question that a lot because from what we saw, and I'm not sure if he's having the same memory as what we saw on the TV, but we didn't see his father die. We just saw him laying there on the ground and then EMS came to pick him up. They put oxygen on him, but he was still breathing. Now, if they were the legit EMS and he stopped breathing and didn't have a pulse, then they should have started CPR right there. But anyway, so he says, you know, despite what she's telling me, I saw him die. But I mean, there is a slight glimmer in me that really wants him to be alive. Okay, and so Emma was like, you know what, F that, F her, F that whole situation, what you need to do right now is focus on your mom, okay, focus on being with her, focus on Ashley, okay, we got to get her back, and so he was like, all right, cool, whatever, oh, what were you going to tell me earlier, and so she's like, oh, yeah, uh, I forgot, girl, you know, you know, <laughs> so she ends up saying that she's got to leave, and um, no, he she doesn't need him to walk her home. So it's the next morning and it's time for Mickey to go meet his mom. So they're sitting outside the facility, super anxious. Um, Shira double checks on him to make sure that he's okay. Dr. Shippy comes out. That's the doctor that's taking care of Kitty. And she reminds them that, hey, right now is a really crucial time for her. We want to make sure that we take it easy on her initially. We don't want any type of setbacks. 
okay in in whatever capacity that is we want to move forward with her progress so they say okay okay it's good so then kitty comes out and y'all i was not expecting her to be hispanic okay they have a whole conversation in spanish which is wonderful okay i just wasn't expecting it she looks really good for her age too i know that that's supposed to be his mom and that you know they had mickey young but she looks really good okay um so Shira ends up saying, hey, look, so here's my keys to the car, which I was like, ooh, that might be triggering, girl, but okay. Um, so she was like, here's the keys to the car. You know, you guys can just stay at the house and catch up. Uh, I got a couple of nights at the Westminster. So Dr. Shippy told them to bring her back at 2.30. So I was like, okay, well, if you're staying at the hotel for the next couple of nights, who's going to be with Mickey? And I thought mama was coming home. Is this just like a visitor's pass or something? I don't know. Either way, her and Mickey are now alone. You know, they're loving on each other. He's missed her so much and vice versa. She starts telling him that she's got all these errands to run. And he was like, really, mom? Like, what errands do you have to run? She runs down the whole list. And we know deep down that Mickey is really frightened for her to be by herself because this is a very tough time right now that she's kind of navigating. So she was like, look, I I'm good. I know that you're worried, but I promise you I'm good. Something in me is just saying that mama is going to get snatched, y'all. Or something is going to happen to mama. I hope not. But I just feel it. I just, I don't have a good feeling about her being out by herself right now. And for her to be driving a car after she just saw her husband die, quote unquote, from a car crash. Yeah, no. Mm -mm. I wouldn't be allowing that. So Mrs. Freeman is down in Mr. V's office. And y'all, I, Mr. V, the unsettling teacher, I never pegged him for a drama teacher or a theater teacher, but here we are in his office full of costumes, okay? And he's got a smile on his face on his laptop with other kids. Who would have thunk? So anyway, she's down there on his laptop trying to get to something. She tries this password, Abiona, which I know is in correlation with the actual audiobook or the book itself. Um... So I know that that's some type of facility, okay, or house that the other kids were stashed at or held captive. So she tries that password. It doesn't work on his laptop. So just then somebody comes to the door, jiggles the handle, but it's locked. And then they walk away. So she goes back to digging. She starts going through his desk and she finds like this hidden panel off in his desk. She opens it up. And there is an envelope with pictures of Ashley inside. And y'all, she looks like she's being held captive somewhere. Like straight up kidnapper pictures, ransom pictures. Okay, so she knows what's going on or she has an idea of what's going on. So back up top, Mama is dropping, well, Mama Kitty. She's dropping off Mickey at school and she's telling him to have a great day. Um, So just then... He sees this father-son duo hugging, and it makes him upset, okay, rightfully so. He's still grieving. So she tells him, hey, look, that's the thing about loving somebody. You experience all the highs for sure for a long time, um, but when they leave, you have to accept the tears as well. But at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, hopefully it was all worth it, okay, and your dad was worth it, right? Right. 
So she ends up telling him that she's going to make him his favorite meal once he gets home from school. She kisses him, and y'all, she, she breaks down after he leaves. Ooh, that was rough. It was sad. Oh, and he did say that he felt guilty um, because she wanted him to open up to her about how he really felt about it. He did say that he felt guilty, and he felt like if it wasn't for him trying to play basketball, then they would have never come back to the States, and then none of this would have happened. But she discarded that for him, okay? So... He's in school now, and he's walking down the hallway. He's looking at pictures in his phone of him and Ashley. So just then, and why didn't we see this picture earlier? But apparently he finds a picture where she looks very uh, scared. Okay, he caught it on camera. Very frightened, right, of something or someone. So he ends up showing Spoon and Ema. And they're all trying to figure out just what in the world she's looking at. So in the background, the picture that we saw earlier in the episode was of them, but they, they've always been smiling. But there's this girl that's taking um, a selfie, right? So based off of what Spoon is saying, which I don't think this is the right direction based off of her eyes and where this girl is like holding her camera, that's completely opposite directions, but I'm going too deep into it. It's just a show, right? So he says, based off of how this girl, her name is Whitney Renna, and apparently she's like one of the most popular girls in school. She's taking a selfie and she happens to be on this app called You Do You, which is basically like... A sister app of Instagram, but dumber, according to Ema. He breaks down the full whole, if you're authentic, then it's you doing you. But if you're not authentic, then you boo. <laughs> I guess. Anyway, they pull up her profile on you do you. And in the selfie that she took in the far background, we can see octopus face. Octo face. That's what they call him. Octoface staring at Ashley outside the doors to the school. So they figure, well, Ema knows the tattoo artist. So they're, what they're going to do is they're going to go to um, this tattoo artist that she knows. And they're going to show his face, I guess, to artists there and see if they recognize him. That was a really long shot, y'all. I don't need... <laughs> it's just a show. So, y'all, they walk up in this tattoo shop. Why spook? <laughs> so stupid. Why spoon got on this disguise, y'all? With the, the glasses and the mustache. <laughs> Emu was like, I hate you so much right now. <laughs> he says that they're not supposed to be up in there unless they're 18. And I guess Mickey ain't 18. Uh, Spoon ain't 18 just yet, y'all. So he got on this full disguise thinking that ain't nobody gonna notice that this mustache is fake as hell. So they end up meeting up with her uh, friend tattoo artist agent. And Right off the bat, as she's introducing Spoon and Mickey, when he shakes Mickey's hand, he says that Mickey is a protector. Okay, so we know that he is very in tune with his third eye. And so he was like, you know what? I'm sorry. Okay, that's what the spirits be telling me. Okay, I just get that vibe from you. So he was like, it's cool, it's cool. So 
she ends up asking, does he recognize Octoface? And he says no, okay? But I wish I did, because that's really good lining on his face. So he said, okay, well, hurry up and get on up out of here, because I'm going to close up shop. Y'all came in two minutes before it was time to lock up. So she ends up asking the boys, can she have a minute with Agent by herself? And so she ends up asking him about the butterfly tattoo. And so she says, look, the other ones came off, but this one isn't coming off to save my life. And so he reveals that this is long-lasting ink that he used on that particular um, tattoo. So she's just going to have to give it a, a time, okay? Give it a little minute. It'll come off eventually. And so she says, well, I want to remove right now. And so he was like, girl, I don't know why you're giving me all this fever today, but I don't like it. So she ends up asking him why he chose this particular tattoo and he says look i just put on your body what the spirits was telling me and he says that it's an abiona to symphony type of butterfly and so basically this butterfly is symbolism for the goddess of protecting children and so she was like why would i need protecting and he was like i don't know okay but then after a while which me and him was on the same level. He was like, girl, maybe you're not the one that need protected. Maybe you are the goddess. Okay? Makes sense? Abiona, think about it. So this is something that she should already be familiar with. However, it's just not channeling with her right now. So Mickey gets home. And when he comes in, y'all ain't no food. Ain't no food cooking on the stove. Ain't no mama. Ain't no food in the fridge. So he tries calling her. He gets the voicemail. Then he looks down at the landline and actually sees the two voicemails have been left. And they're both by Dr. Shippy saying that she hasn't been able to contact Kitty and that he needs to call her immediately. So he ends up calling Shira and saying that he needs her help. They end up tracking her car, which is very smart. Okay, because I would have went into panic mode. But they end up tracking her car. And at first it wasn't moving, but then as they're getting closer to her, it does pick up some movement, okay? And it happens to be going towards Patterson Falls, which is like a place for waterfalls. Absolutely gorgeous, but because she is battling depression, this is not a good spot right now, okay? And so he's very upset with himself. He says that he feels like he's responsible for triggering her because he brought up the conversation with his dad, Um you know, and so Shira's like, you know, you can't blame yourself for what's happening here. But he says that she's there somewhere, okay? He feels her presence. So hopefully mama is still alive. So Troy is sitting at home when he sees his dad come in and fix him a drink. And he was like, whoa, easy there, big guy. <laughs> and he was like, you know what? You starting to sound like your mama more and more every damn day. I forgot to tell y'all that when Hannah finally came back that night that she went to go take uh, Ken some lunch, she was crying at first. Troy peeped it. She done poured her a glass of wine. This is your classic, you know, um, cheating husband, drunk mama, um, abandoned child in the middle type of situation okay he's caught in the middle but of course he's going to take his mom's side because that's who he sees is being affected more right because she's more in his eyesight okay we don't see what's happening with dad but either way Troy's going to take his mama's side so he was like you know what you sounded more and more like your mama every damn day so 
After Ken goes wherever he goes to enjoy his drink, Troy slips downstairs into Ken's office and he gets onto Ken's personal laptop. 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 It's getting late, y'all. <laughs> laptop. And he goes through his recent history. Now, you're supposed to be a sheriff, a police officer, or something. Why don't you have the common knowledge to erase your history? So, of course, Troy goes to his recent history and it's Facebook photos of Shira. And I'm sure if Troy knows how to get to it, I, I, Hannah probably do too. So, ain't no telling where that's going to go, okay? Troy's probably going to end up clashing with Ken in some larger capacity, at some point during the season, I'm sure. So then we go over to Agent. Agent is, you remember, Ema's tattoo friend. Y'all, Agent was lying to us, okay? Because we see him going through his tattoo portfolio, and we see that butterfly that he inked on Ema. However, once he keeps scrolling through his tattoo portfolio, we see Octoface. He takes the picture out of the portfolio and puts flame to it, y'all. Burns it up right there. Agent, what are you? It seems like this whole town is in on a bad conspiracy, y'all. And I don't know what's happening. So, just then, Mickey, not Mickey, Spoon comes over to Mickey's house because he's got coconut pie, courtesy of his dad. Um, and then he makes this weird, quirky coconut joke pun to the pie that he just brought he thinks that mickey's downstairs but he's not responding because he's listening to bad bunny in his earbuds and he said look i done told you about that okay it's habit forming so he goes down there because he still hasn't gotten a response he looks around mickey's room but to no avail doesn't find them all while secret service dude is in the closet with a gun. And I'm sure he would have shot Spoon if Spoon would have went to go open up the closet door. When Secret Service dude was down there in Mickey's room, he was downloading whatever was on Mickey's computer. Okay, so whatever Mickey has been looking up, he knows everything at this point because the download completed right before Spoon came downstairs. Isn't that quite the coincidence? So then we see Mickey. Mickey is still in Patterson Falls with Shira. And he does find Kitty, y'all. She is okay. However, she is very heartbroken about everything that's happening. I'm going to assume that she probably thought about taking her life at this point at the waterfalls. However, she just couldn't do it. At least that's what she tells Mickey and that she's so sorry. Um, you know, She's just, she's grieving, y'all. She's going through her own thing. And she's been battling depression for years, y'all. It, it is so awful. I hate stuff. I hate, I hate stuff like that. I really do. And I hate that people suffer from it. And they just can't seem to find the light at the end of the tunnel. It's very hard. So, Shira comes up. She finally catches up to Mickey and them. And she, she looks and she just turns around because she knows that Mama is probably going to have to go back to the unit for a while, okay? She thought that she was getting better, but apparently she's not, y'all. And Kitty knows that she's not doing better. So just then, Bat Lady is sitting in her uh, 
was it the foyer? I don't know, y'all. She's sitting somewhere in the parlor. We're going to call it the parlor. She's sitting in the parlor watching the fireplace. And she's also watching the cameras that she has on her tablet. She sees a lady walking through her yard. And this lady turns out to be Mrs. Friedman. Okay? And I'm not sure how she came to the conclusion that unsettling teacher, Mr. V, was here. However, she does find his unmarked grave. Is this where they buried you? She turns around and looks up at Bat Lady. Bat Lady just closed the curtain. <laughs> it's a lot going on in this show, y'all. So then Rachel has been able to track down all of Ashley's information or at least the profitable and personal stuff because she ends up going to it seems like a bus station of some sorts, maybe like Grand Central Station or a train station or something like that. She goes to a very specific locker, opens it up, goes through this bag and finds tons and tons of money in different currencies. OK, she's been everywhere, not only different currency money, but also several IDs, OK, several passports. Your girl is well-traveled. I don't know if that's a good thing or a very, very, very bad thing at this point. But Ashley is very well-traveled, okay? So just as she's going to get ready to take all of this stuff out of the locker, this guy says, that doesn't belong to you. She looks very scared, and I would too because you literally just caught me stealing this girl's stuff. But not only that, she's supposed to be missing. She's withdrawn. Okay, so turns out the voice belongs to Octoface. And that's how the episode ends, y'all. It is definitely piquing my interest, y'all. I'm very excited to see what rabbit holes we go down with this show this season. And hopefully, if it continues to be this good, we get another season. Now, I do know that there are three audiobooks, but I'm not sure if all of them are going to revolve around a continuation of this. I do believe that the second audiobook is in relation to what we're seeing on TV as well, but I'm not sure how fast they sped it up because again, I don't know anything about the audiobooks. I'm just going off the information that <laughs> that I received from Toya and that I've happened to Google. Okay. So I do know, like I said, that the second book that is actually a hard copy or, you know, was written by the author is a follow up. But because of some of the stuff that wasn't mentioned in the audio book that Toya is following along with the show, I'm not sure how far they sped it up. Okay. So anyway, we'll see, but I'm very intrigued. Please let me know what you guys think about this show so far. Do you like it? Do you hate it? What conspiracy theories do you have? <laughs> you can reach me at Menu TV Reviews on Facebook and on Instagram. You can also reach me at My TV Reviews Podcast without the S on the end at gmail.com. Y'all, I love y'all, okay? Please share your girl with the world if you care, okay? Rate and review if you haven't already. I know I haven't said that in a long time. Also, please turn on your notifications. That way, once your other favorite podcast goes off, this one comes on. All right? I love y'all. Please stay safe out there. Whatever you're doing, stay safe. Stay hydrated. We are cooling down this week, but I'm pretty sure it's not going to last for too long. Okay? So, y'all be safe out there. And until we meet over the airwaves again, I am Mo, and I will talk to you guys soon. Bye.